Hello and welcome to another episode of The Legal Breakdown. Today I'm going to be talking about how to manage public accesses on your farms or your land and how to protect your land. It's not just farms that have public access rights. Some private houses also have such rights across gardens if they're large or across alleyways maybe behind your properties as it just seems to be the way that footpaths have run around your property. Since the lockdown and since the pandemic has gone forward, many people have embraced walking. However, it has thrown up a number of issues for access and trespass for landowners and tenants. The best way to deal with this is to make it easy to use public accessible areas, making it less challenging and um, lowering the likelihood of any conflict with such users. On top of this, we recommend when you're doing something like this is to think about if you were a walker, a dog walker or someone with children, how you would deal with such access ways and making them as easy as possible to follow, such as signposting and way markers. Someone who doesn't know the path may be best to bring in to follow the route and suggest any improvements. By doing this, it will stop people wandering across any of your arable fields and damaging any crops you may have. Maybe also consider leaving a surface to clearly define the route to stop people spreading into the field. Alternatively, provide some visual clues such as laying sticks along the path to show exactly the route. If people are not staying on the path that uh, are going across a field, mow the line of where the path should go. So from personal experience, many of the farmers that I deal with on a regular basis, um, some of the paths go diagonally across their fields and they carry on following this route by basically laying the field route with an ATV and that set of crops die off and they continue making that marker so people follow it directly. I have seen it personally where people go around the edge of the field rather than following that route when it starts off because they're not sure if that is the right route to follow. This is when the crops have started very low. However, over time you can see the defined route and people then do start following it. One main thing you need to think about, although a landlord or tenant's duty to a trespasser is more limited than it is to people who have permission to be on their land, there is still a reasonable expectation of law to offer protection. And obviously, from a point of view of a farm, you want to keep people in defined areas because of the machinery in the area, possible moving around, which can create dangers, and chemicals, etc., that may be in the farm, or uh, manure pits that people could fall into if there is a public footpath through the farm. If fences are not possible, then it's important to have signs to make it helpful. And if anyone is injured that shouldn't be in a certain area, age can be taken into account, and this can be... Um, an issue obviously if there is a claim brought to say what have you done to stop certain things from happening so make sure you do everything you can to stop any trespassing taking place and make it clear no matter what age of the trespasser may be and make sure you can defend yourself on what actions you've taken and why you've taken them or haven't taken them in relation to legal remedies these are limited and enforcement is difficult if there are no fences to guide people on the route this is if people stray from defined footpaths and continue to use your land as a shortcut. One thing you can do is grant a permissive footpath right of access over your land if it does not affect your farming operation 
and something that you can control the situation so you don't keep getting trespassers across your land. And a permissive path means you can stop it at any point because you are granting the access and you would put a permissive farm, permissive path agreement in place with your local authorities footpath officer or the parish council and they would all be abiding to it and you would put terms in there to cancel such agreement. It is also important to make sure you replace all signs that have gone missing so people do not stray onto different parts of your land to create such rights over your land and create obligations to you and stopping you from deterring or closing these rights in the future because of longevity of use. We had one case where someone owned a private land with water access and because they hadn't closed the gate to this access they created public rights and stopped and when they did actually want to stop the public access they could not do so because such gate hadn't been closed for many many years if they'd have closed that gate every night or dictated what times people could come down there they would have had more control of what access rights they could have been given but because they'd done nothing to implement any access rights, they lost the ability to stop public access, even though it was private land. Going back to the permissive footpath um, obligations, under Section 31 of the 1980 Highway Act, landowners are protected against rights of way claims if plans with public rights of way are marked on them, are deposited with the local authority. This stops the clock from ticking on the time period in which a new route can be created. So it's important to make sure you do this. Also, by 2026, rights that are not registered will lose their rights necessarily. And I will talk about that in another podcast later. One other thing that I certainly hadn't considered until recently, and possibly some of my clients haven't, which I will advise them, is adding unregistered vehicles such as quad bikes, scrap tractors, diggers to their motor fleet insurance policies, and also adding vehicles that are under farm registration, not requiring MOTs because they're used within a certain radius of the farm. Because farm policies do not necessarily pick up the liability for injuries to third parties on their land or damage to the property. So make sure, depending on which route you take in the insurance, make sure you do get this covered. I can put you in touch with specialist insurers if you require. In 2014, there was an incident in Europe, which um, there was an accident where a person was hit by a tractor and trailer while working on a building. So it became law in Europe that all landowners and occupiers now need compulsory motor insurance on unregistered vehicles used on public and private land. In, 20, in February 2021, the UK government said it would not introduce such legislation, but they could be ramifications on farmers. As I would always recommend to my clients, make sure you are fully insured and even over-insure. Never try and cut a few hundred pounds off if you feel that that insurance is necessary because the bigger claim could obviously cost way more than a couple of hundred pounds and it's a belt and braces approach that you should be thinking about. Because of the way the European Union has taken the case that happened in 2014, and it's technically still under our case law, even though we are out of Europe, it is not clear that such legislation covers in the UK motor vehicle liability for unregistered vehicles, scrap tractors and ATVs that should not be on the road or public roads unregistered under farming legislation. 
So it is important to make sure all these vehicles at the moment are covered under motor vehicle policies to prevent a vehicle being classed as uninsured in certain situations. The grey areas require you as the farmer or landowner to think for yourself on this because legislation is a grey area and you could take advice from a liability expert in insurance or a legal consultant such as ourselves who specialise in agricultural law. If you require any further assistance, please feel free to give Alliance Legal a call or email inquiries at alliancelegal.co.uk or phone 01548 and we'd be more than happy to help with any farm consultancy issues, legal or business related. Thank you for listening. We can also assist in drawing up public access agreements and lodging those with the local authorities and doing negotiations with local parish councils or community groups. And I will talk further about the 2026 deadline in my other podcast later this month. Thank you.